Hi, everyone. It's Allison Graves. But instead of your normal news update, we are going to play episode seven of our podcast, Coronavirus in Florida, which was first released on Thursday, March 26th. On this episode, we talked with Tampa Bay Times editor Mark Katches about coronavirus's impact on our news coverage. You can listen to the latest episode by downloading it on your favorite podcast platform or visiting tampabay.com slash podcast. We hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, my name is Allison Graves and welcome to Coronavirus in Florida, a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. This episode was released on Thursday, March 26th. On this show, we'll talk to experts and reporters, share the facts behind the spread of the virus, and discuss what could happen next. On today's episode, we're going to go over how the pandemic is affecting our news coverage and how it's not. On Monday, everyone at the Tampa Bay Times started working from home. Reporters are watching virtual government press conferences and editors are holding Zoom meetings. Print pages are being laid out from desktop set up on kitchen tables and parts of this very podcast are being recorded in a closet. Needless to say, this is a truly unprecedented time for journalists whose jobs greatly depend on being out in the community. So on this episode, we're going to talk with Tampa Bay Times editor Mark Catches about coronavirus's impact on our news coverage. Thanks so much for coming on today. Great to be here, Allison. So, Mark, the Tampa Bay Times is a fully remote newsroom right now. So can you kind of explain to listeners what that looks like? Well, uh, there's actually no one in the newsroom, uh, which is a, such a surreal thing, right? Um Usually a newsroom uh, on any given day is uh, brimming with energy. When this story first started breaking, of course, we were all in the newsroom uh, covering it. And then we started to recognize, uh, you know, uh, from a prudent standpoint, we had to take precautions uh, to make sure that our uh, newsroom, our employees, uh the people who work in our building were uh, in all our buildings were um, safe. So people have now been working more and more remotely or started to work more remotely last week. We only had maybe a dozen people or so working in the newsroom uh, a week ago. What about reporters who can't do their jobs at home? Like I think a lot about photographers. Uh, How are they doing their work right now? Right. Well, well, actually, a lot of reporters are still out in the field. Our photographers are out in the field. I, I was just uh, chatting uh, over over instant messaging with a couple of our photographers earlier today. They're using a lot of long lenses, a lot of a lot of uh, uh, very powerful lenses now to photograph people from a distance because they have to make sure that they are staying safe. Uh, uh, and no one in our in our company, no one in our newsroom has been infected. But um, we want to make sure that when people are out in the field, that they stay safe and they're uh, practicing good social distancing uh, practices, and that uh, everybody is comfortable in that setting. So, you know, we're out there whether it's long lines of people lining up today at Raymond James Stadium to start up uh, where they opened up the testing. We were there uh, yesterday. Uh, we had wonderful images, uh, amazing images, actually, in the field of people getting their hair cut at uh, barbershops or, or playing soccer mm-hmm. in fields and, um, you know, uh, or, or people arriving from New York on flights. Uh, so our photographers and our reporters are out there, but they have to and they know it's, it's extraordinarily important at a time like this to 
to be safe because no story is worth getting sick over or getting uh, harm, putting yourself in harm's way. One thing I was wondering is there's a lot of arguing in Tampa Bay municipalities over issuing shelter in place orders. Will reporters still be able to do their jobs if that happens? That is a great question. So every shelter in place order that has come down across the country, whether they were in municipalities or in states, have made exceptions for the media to do it. Being defined as an essential business is uh, important Mm -hmm. and it it enables us to continue to get out into the field and do our work. So we expect, and the the mayor of Tampa, for instance, uh, just this morning issued uh, a stay in uh, place order that will take effect tonight. Um, The Pinellas County Commission is having those very conversations as we speak. but both cases have uh, the media as accepted uh, ex- exception businesses that can go ahead and work during uh, a stay at home or shelter in place order. Did you ever imagine we'd be fully remote? No, this is an extraordinary time. I got to tell you, I've never seen a story like this. I don't think any of us have ever experienced one like this journalistically or just in living our lives. It is uh, the most unusual story of our lifetimes, really. But this is one of those situations where the, 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 the crisis tentacles uh, touch every, every part of the globe except Antarctica, right? Yeah. I mean, so literally everyone is affected by it. There's no sort of epicenter. Um, there's multiple epicenters. There's no end point. You don't know how long this is going to go. Um, and it's, it's, so it's extraordinary on so many levels. So we've talked a lot about how coronavirus has changed the logistics, like where we work and how we contact people. But do you think our content and our final product has been affected by coronavirus? Well, I will, I will tell you, first of all, I mean, the newsroom and the whole company is doing Herculean things right now to get the paper to people uh, and to publish the news. Um, I, I think the newsroom has done amazing, amazing work that's reflective all day long on our website uh, and in our newspaper. This literally is a 24-7 story. It is not a story that has a fixed point. Like I said, uh, it, it goes on and on and on. Updates are coming at all hours. Yeah. Uh, for a while, uh, many of the updates were coming in the middle of the night. Um, so our newsroom was having to mobilize and, and stretch its day to to cover the news around the clock, essentially. Do you think it's hard to like balance conveying the virus's seriousness without spurring panic? You know, um, that's a great question. Our, our job, of course, as journalists is to cover the news and cover what's happening. When, when states uh, take action to shut down or cities take action to uh, uh, close businesses, um, where we, we have to write about those uh, soberly, with clear eyes, and uh, uh, as neutrally as possible. And uh, we do that. You know, we're basically recording history, and histories, uh, the actions that are, we're seeing could potentially cause uh, a great deal of concern, obviously. But our, our role has to be to just go out and cover the news. So what do you say to critics who think this story has been overblown by journalists? Well, I mean, look, again, we're covering what's happening. We're writing about things that are happening around us. Um, this is a new new virus. Nobody's seen it before. So uh, it, and it, it inherently, it's news. It's got consequential impacts. People are dying. 
people are getting sick. Mm-hmm. It's happening around the world. This is nobody's making this up. You know, in act, the government is is taking action. Press conferences are being had multiple times a day. Social media is going uh, 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 crazy with um, uh, news alerts and uh, uh, developments that are happening uh, around the clock. We're doing our best to keep up with that and and keep the citizenry and our people of uh, Tampa Bay and Florida informed uh, in as responsible way as we can. And I think we're, we're doing that. So the coronavirus pandemic came right on the heels of layoffs and pay cuts here at the Times. And it's not just here. There's a lot of uncertainty in the journalism industry right now. And media outlets mm-hmm. and newspapers in particular need subscribers more than ever. Can you speak to that? Well, I mean, this is a, ter- a terribly disruptive time in the media business, and it has been for some time. Um, the financial challenges facing local journalism, local news organizations in particular, is immense. And that was before this happened. Uh, now you have to take into account the fact that uh, we are at a time when the public needs us more than ever. Uh, you know, we, I keep getting notes on a daily basis from readers thanking us for our uh, responsible, trustworthy coverage of, of readers are counting on us more than ever. And at this time, the irony is we're in even deeper crisis because a lot of the uh, revenue that we rely upon is advertising driven revenue mm-hmm. and advertisers are canceling their buys in newspapers because their businesses are closed. People aren't shopping. And uh, we're seeing a significant drop off in advertising revenue as a result of the virus. Um, So uh, we're getting sort of doubly hit here at a time when, uh, again, when, when, when the public needs us more than ever, the irony is we're at greater uh, uh, risk uh, as an industry. Definitely. So is there anything else you'd like to add or you want the listeners to know? Well, a couple of things. I mean, I would say we were one of the first news organizations in America that took the pay meter off of our website to make our stories available to our readers. So you don't need to be a subscriber right now to read our coronavirus coverage at tampabay.com. Uh, we have seen our audience uh, triple in the last uh, several weeks um, as we've been covering stories. We've been posting 50, 60 stories every single day on the virus covering all aspects, not just the news. And we have been uh, covering every facet of that, uh, what's happening, uh, where you can go for testing, uh, how do you stay safe, how do you stay sane in all of this? Mm-hmm. The volume of journalism that we've been producing has been just amazing to see. Uh, and our audience has been responding by, by coming to us in record numbers on uh, our website. So I I think that's uh, really, really important to note. Definitely. Well, Mark, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today to talk about how we're handling all of this with coronavirus. So it's been really helpful just to hear a lot of these responses, and I appreciate your time. Sure. uh, Anytime. Well, folks, that does it for today's episode. Remember, for the latest information on coronavirus in Florida, you can visit tampabay.com slash coronavirus. The Times is making all coronavirus coverage free as a public service, but please consider subscribing or making a donation to support this work. We've also created a Facebook group so you can easily find all of our reporting, ask questions, or share concerns. You can find a link to join that group in the description of this podcast. Also, we're officially up and running on almost all podcast platforms, so please subscribe, rate, and review us. 
This has been Coronavirus in Florida. Thanks for listening.